Today, I'm going to break down 10 things you can do with the gifts or money you got for Christmas. Welcome back to the Financial Freedom System podcast, where I help you upgrade your mindset, money, and more so you can live a life full of financial freedom and purpose. Before we start today's episode, I need your help. If you like our podcast, if you enjoy this episode, or you found value in what I'm sharing with you, please leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. This helps get the show out there to more people. It's free to do, and I really appreciate you doing that for me, so thanks. In this episode, we're going to talk about the 10 things you can do with the gifts that you got for Christmas, and we're entering an interesting space of time for, let's say, the next week or so, because you might have some events that are still happening over the next couple days, but the big ones have probably already happened, and you're seeing things like family starting to go home, you find yourself in this awkward in-between stage of Christmas winding down. The meals that you've been having have been happening fewer and fewer. And in fact, you only want to eat one meal a day or maybe you don't want to eat anything at all in a day because you've been full for days. You're waiting for the new year to start, but we're not talking about waiting around here. In this community, we don't talk about waiting. We talk about taking action. And the action that I want you to take in these next few days is asking yourself, what is one thing I can do to improve my life? And that's what I hope this episode can do for you. My experience with Christmas has definitely changed over time, but the reason for Christmas has never changed. That's always been important to my family and I. And when I was younger, if we look at some of the things and traditions and and stuff that we would have done, it involved a lot of fun. It involved a lot of excitement, getting to open gifts and toys. And that's changed as I've gotten older. Now, this year I woke up. I went to a brunch on Christmas morning and I didn't open a gift until about like three o'clock in the afternoon. And that's definitely the latest that that has ever happened for me because when I was growing up, I mean, you couldn't sleep on Christmas night. You were so excited to wake up as early as possible. And when your parents finally said, or maybe you'd sneak a peek before you were able to look at your presents, open your sock first to jump into it and get into the presents is how we did things in our family. And the gifts as I've gotten older have changed too. A lot of the time you see a shift from gifts that you want to gifts that you need as you get older. And you start to get excited about opening socks as your gift on Christmas day. Not like the big Christmas socks, but opening a pair of four five, six socks, dress socks for me because that means you don't have to spend your own money on them. Or you're pumped to see something wrapped like those floor mats that you've wanted uh, for your car peeking out at you underneath the tree. And lastly, the gift that most people usually don't have a problem receiving at this time or any time throughout the year is money. And those envelopes that have your name on it are completely obvious as to what you're about to get because that's what this episode is about. Maybe you've got a little bit of cash lying around or maybe some money was transferred into your account. And then I know that there are a million things that you could do with that money, but I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to be purposeful about what you do with it. I want to challenge you in this episode. Hear me out. I want to challenge you to be purposeful about the money that you might have received this Christmas or any other celebration for that matter. So that's why I've made a list of 10 things that you can do with that money. The very first thing on the list is to save it 
for a rainy day. It's always a good idea to have some extra cash set aside for emergencies or unexpected expenses. And if you are someone who does not have an emergency fund at the time of listening to this, I beg you, start working to establish one. And that doesn't matter. That doesn't mean you necessarily take the money that you got for Christmas and you put that in 100% into the very first item, saving it for a rainy day, creating an emergency fund or any other item on this list, right? You might pick and choose. You might delegate it. You might break it down by percentages, right? But it's always a good idea to have some money set aside for when you might not expect it or when you desperately need it on the flip side, right? This is something that I have done and I've talked about here. I've done through my spare change and there's a bunch of different apps and softwares out there or you can even do it manually by every time you walk into the house, taking your spare change and dumping it into a, into a jar or into a drawer or into a storage spot, right? For me, I go ahead and I take my spare change and I use an app in Canada, it's called Wealth Simple. I know there are a bunch of other apps in the States and other places around the world that allow you to invest your spare change when you either purchase something. The Roundup feature is what I use. So I buy something for $11.75. It rounds that 75 cents up to a dollar, which would be 25 cents to make that dollar. And it takes that 25 cents and it invests it for me just into a general um, like ETF or, or basket of funds that I have decided that I want to um, invest in, right? And I mean, I'm going to pull it up as we're listening to this episode, but over the last two years or so, um, that money has started to add up. And right now I'm jumping into my account. I can see that I have about $1,200 into um, this emergency uh, fund and I do have an, another emergency fund. You really should have what I think would be three to six um, months worth of funds that you live on day to day. That would basically be your monthly budget, so that in case you needed it, you'd be able to have sort of a buffer zone there. Now, this roundup investing is something that I'm able to do to add to my emergency fund. Um, in the end, if I don't ever need it and I have enough um, established in my main emergency fund, well, I'm going to take that and I'm going to have some fun with it. But it is something that you really should make sure that you have in case you need it. Number two, you could go ahead and invest it. And if you're looking to grow your wealth over the long term, I would definitely encourage someone to invest, depending on their financial situation, investing in things like ETFs or in stocks, companies that you believe in, bonds or other investments are out there, securities, those could be a good option. But just make sure to do your research, understand the risks involved, and always talk to a professional financial advisor. And investing for me has been something that is honestly changed my relationship with money because now I understand how I can make the money that I have go further if I am making good, solid, reputable investments. I now understand as well the responsibility that I have to use my money well so that I can make good investments. And I also understand just how much worth every single dollar could potentially become. And so I view every dollar that I have as 10 times that, 
right? And for me, investing has been the way that I've been able to multiply the money that I have. And it's going to be a major role that I have moving forward in terms of taking the money that I have and looking at growing it. So that's why I invest my money. And that's why it might be something that you consider doing. I don't think you should go out and take all of the money that you might've got for uh, a Christmas or a birthday or another type of celebration and put it all into an investment, but that's on you. That's your call to make, right? For me, I would be responsible with that. Maybe I'd take 25%, maybe I'd take 50% of it. Maybe I do take 100%, but that depends on the personal financial situation that you're in. Number three, the third thing you could do is to pay off debt. And this is always a great one. This is always one that personally I would recommend to people because I don't like debt. I do understand that debt can be used to help you get forward. But I think that uh, most people use debt in a negative way. So if you have high interest credit card debt, right? Your, your interest rates are like 20% or something like that. Maybe you have a mortgage. Maybe you have a car loan. You can take that money that you get and pay it into um, those debts that you have. Consider using your holiday cash to pay them off and then reduce your overall debt burden. And for many people, it's way more than a burden. It's something that is so heavy. And like I said, debt can be good, but I believe the majority of people do not use debt in a positive way. So, is that you? Does that sound like you are someone who could definitely take what you have right now and use it to pay off debt? Something to think about. Reason or thing number four that you could do would be to start or contribute to a retirement account. Depending on where you're at right now, this might be a good play for you. If you are young, I don't think it's ever too late or too early to be um, preparing for retirement. And I take that back. I said it's ever too late. That's not what I meant to say. It, there are very obvious times that it is too late to start preparing for retirement. Um, but you should be doing it. It's something that I do myself. It's something that I've been taught to do growing up um, in a couple different ways. I do some things that are obviously provided with my employer um, through RRSPs or different types of retirement accounts. Um, I also do things on my own, right? Because I want to make sure that um, I am prepared regardless of what my employer or the government is going to contribute to me. And even if you're already saving, those extra contributions can help you reach your goals faster, can help you have much more money, especially if you start them early. Thing number five you could do is give that money as a gift. And this is a very honorable thing to do. This is something that for me, um, I've talked about this once before, I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but moving into the new year, um, I'm looking at establishing a new tradition. Um, I did this last year and it was extremely rewarding to see the look on the people's face. And what I'm looking at establishing is a tradition where I get a bunch of people together, I get a group of friends together, and we all bring $100. We go out for lunch, we go out for supper, we go out for an ice cream, I don't know what it is, but we all bring $100. And as a result of us spending time together, enjoying each other's company, um, I hope that we can bless the people or the person that serves on us that day, that waits on us that day. Um, what I want to do is I've seen this done before. I did it last year and I'm definitely doing it again is I want to get five, six, seven people together 
that all understand the purpose of this. Everybody brings $100. The person that serves us, we leave that to pay for our meal, and the rest of it goes to that person. I think that would be an incredible way to bless somebody, to hopefully encourage somebody. Um, I know from my experience doing it last year, um, I saw the excitement that was on the people's face. I saw the gratitude that they had, and it was really something so small in my life that made a huge difference for them. So if you could give it as a gift or a portion of it, right? If you've got somebody on your list who's hard to shop for, you might give it to somebody else. If you have somebody in your community that you know could use it, especially at a time like Christmas, which is very tough financially, which is very hard for people to be like, oh, I need to buy these gifts for these people and these gifts for these people and uh, these gifts for my kids and these gifts for my nieces and my nephews and stuff like that. That can be extremely challenging for people. And, and I'm well aware of that. And um, I'm very grateful for the opportunity that I have to even be on a podcast like this talking about that as an option, right? So I'm not immune to that. I don't take that for granted. Um, again, I talk about time and time again, I believe that money's a tool we get to use to live out our values. And that is something that I want to put forward um, with an act like that. So that's thing number five. The sixth thing you could do is to treat yourself. It could be a fancy dinner out. It could be a spa day. It could be a new piece of sports equipment. It could be something nice that you wanted, right? It can be nice to splurge on something for yourself every once in a while. And I look at people out there who really put others before them, right? Uh, whether it's through their actions, whether it's with their money, whether it's with their time, with their energy, uh, it doesn't matter. Regardless of where you're at with that, it can be nice to treat yourself. So my question for you is what is that thing that you've wanted? Or what is that thing you thought would be nice if you had this? Or not even if you had something, but if you did this, if you uh, went on an experience, right? Treating yourself is something that you deserve. Treating yourself is something that we need to do. And treating yourself is something that you might choose as your option. The seventh thing that you could do, another very honorable one, is to donate to charity. If you're feeling generous, maybe you go ahead and consider using that money that you've got, that holiday cash that you've received uh, to make a donation to a charity, to make a donation to a nonprofit organization um, or some other group that matters to you, something that's close to your heart, something that you think plays an important role in your community, right? Um, I look at somebody that I know in a conversation I had in the last uh, week, moving in the lead up to Christmas, and they revealed to me that um, every year they do something for a couple people in our community, and they've been doing this for a very long time, let's say the past 20, 30 years, and it wasn't obvious to others. In fact, nobody knew that they were actually going ahead and doing these, making uh, a monetary donation or helping somebody buy something in the lead up to Christmas. Um, and that can be done individually on a case-by-case -case basis, or that can be done 
through a charity, right? But if you're feeling generous or if you see somebody else that could use that money, that could use that cash, maybe that's an option for you, right? The eighth thing you could do is to start a side hustle. Maybe you've got a skill. Maybe you've got a hobby. Maybe you could turn those things into a business. Well, that time might be now. And I believe it's now. I think now's the perfect time to start a side hustle. Now's the perfect time to start an online business. Now's the perfect time to start a podcast or a YouTube channel or an Instagram page. Oh, so many things. I could talk about this forever because this is literally what I talk about. And the extra cash from that gift that you received over Christmas, over the holidays, that could be what you use as your catalyst to get started. So if I wanted to start a YouTube channel, well, maybe I'm going to go out and I'm going to use that money to buy a good mic or I'm going to use that money to buy a good camera. Maybe I don't need a camera, so I'm going to buy a good lighting or something for the background, right? You can go ahead and take that money that you've been given, whether it's $50, $100, $500, $1,000, more than that, I don't know. But you can use that money to start a side hustle and that side hustle can multiply that money in greater ways than you would ever know. The ninth thing you could do is to invest in your education. And this is one of the favorite ways that I have to spend my money. This is something that over the last four years, I've really dove in deep with investing in myself, investing in my education. And I'm talking about personal education. I'm talking about things that I didn't learn in school, right? I'm taking online courses or I'm a part of mentorship groups uh, or I'm learning from people. It, there might be a class, a workshop, maybe there's a certificate that you want to get. Now's the time to do it. Investing in your own education will definitely pay off in the long run. Investing in yourself, and I, I tell you this honestly, I have never once regret, regretted anything that I've done, whether it's an online course, mentorship, whether it's um, taking a program online, I've never once regretted that. So investing in your own education like I said, will definitely pay off in the long run, whether you can see that right away or not. And the 10th thing to do here, and this is one that I'm looking at doing right now, is to plan a vacation. Whether it's a weekend getaway, it's a longer trip, use your holiday cash, plan a vacation. That can be one of the best ways to relax, to recharge, to rejuvenate after a busy holiday. It can be one of those ways to rest and relax and rejuvenate after a time that you have said, I've needed a break, I just need to get away, I need to be with myself, I need to do something that I enjoy. And for some of you, planning a trip, planning a vacation, going and visiting a place that you've been to a bunch of times or maybe a new spot is what you need. I am looking at planning a couple different vacations right now. I mean, we've been locked up kind of in the last couple of years, not able to move around as much as we would be used to normally. So for me, it's been a couple of years since I've been on a plane and I am looking at getting on a plane as soon as I can. And planning a vacation is one of those things that I know will be extremely rewarding for me. Uh, whether we talk about the experience, whether we talk about uh, the return on the investment that I'm making of going on a trip and coming back, it's something that I value so much. And that's why it's something that matters to me. 
So those are the 10 things that you can do with the gifts or money that you got for Christmas. If you like what you heard on today's podcast episode and want to learn more about how you can live a life full of financial freedom and purpose, please subscribe to the Financial Freedom System YouTube channel and visit www.financialfreedomsystem.com to sign up for our free five days to financial freedom course. Thanks for listening. Please share and review our podcast on your favorite platform, and I'll see you in the next episode.